0: Yeah, yeah. What's happening, buddy? Oh shit! Are we? Is this a show? (laughs) Oh sure, yeah. Is this an internet radio show, more commonly and colloquially
1: known as a podcast?
0: I'm shocked that you were able to say colloquially on the first first shot. Colloquially, (laughs) there's a. Bro, if, if I just tried to like run right through that in a sentence, there was no way I would I would get to the end of that sentence. Which
1: which you proved by the fact that you tried to say it to me <laughs> and not only messed up colloquially, but you messed up like three other words in the process. Well,
0: because I knew I was about to mess up.
1: You know how you know how I know I wouldn't be able to say that sentence? But not saying this sentence. What's up?
0: Oh boy. Hey, man. Anyway, it's what if I'm Spencer. That's Ryan. You're
1: listening to the What If podcast with your host Spencer Worth <laughs> oh, Davis oh, oh, and fuck, Ryan
0: Copperood. I forgot the thing. oh yeah. Ah, oh. we made it. Um, well, I mean, sort of. Blair, we, we made it. We did the first part. We did the first part. Now we just got to do the second part. Thank you to everyone. Who voted in favor of us continuing to have a United States of America. Mm. That's tight.
1: That's that's so dope that we all have a country (laughs) soon again (laughs) or whatever.
0: Um, Now we just need to get two senators elected in Georgia and uh, we could get back to like. Back to live Back. To reality well we could like get people health care and we could like you know pass another stimulus bill and uh do a lot of things that would help a lot of people
1: what a novel concept
0: yeah you can uh, still register to vote in georgia i'm just talking to the people who live in georgia right now
1: <laughs> hey G- hey you guys <laughs> hey georgia georgia man i'm i'm i gotta stop with all my references today uh yeah, that'd be cool. Too too many. <laughs> too many. <laughs> I gotta sing or I gotta anyway. sing more off key. Maybe that's what I gotta do. Uh
0: Georgia's still got two senators to elect in a special election in or a runoff voting in uh January. Uh uh-huh. uh. If you live in Georgia, you can still register now to vote in those elections. It take place on January
1: 5th. Even if you turn 18 between the election or this last election and that election, you can register, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you don't live in Georgia, you can donate to those candidates. You can donate to Fair Fight. You can phone bank for one of those candidates. You can start a podcast just to tell people in Georgia to vote. You can do all kinds of cool things.
1: It's just called, hey, you guys, parentheses, Georgia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's up? Anyway. What's up, man? Oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. I'll tell a little. So I, I, I've i told you sort of about this. I think I've been watching a lot of a lot of '90s media lately.
1: Yeah. Are you gonna tell us what your your reason is yet?
0: Um, I can tell you. I don't necessarily want. It's an i. It's an idea that's either going to be like really good and or really bad. And if it's really bad, I don't want to tell. Be, bunch of people buy it before I do it and it turns out to be really bad. All right. Tell uh, tell me you know what I mean? tell me off air. Yeah, right, right, right. But so anyway, the moral of the story is is I was watching Independence Day today. Wow. That <laughs> is a really big
1: sentence that you just dropped on me. <laughs>
0: Which is also, we'll count this as my joy for the week, is that I watched Will Smith punch an alien right in the forehead Bro, at about 10, 10.30 this morning. That
1: movie is great, and I don't care.
0: <laughs> it is really good. So I was I was shocked this, this, or surprised just, by several things. I haven't seen it since 1997, I think it came out. Yeah. Whatever year it came out it was the last time I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. The effects look pretty damn good 20 plus years later. Like, the Mm -hmm. big shots of the the spaceship coming into our atmosphere and stuff. Like, it looks pretty good. The White House exploding. (laughs) Yeah, they did a lot of, like, practical effects for the most part, it looks like, and models and shit, but, like, it holds up pretty damn well. Second thing, that movie is two and a half hours long. Wow, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know they made two and a half hour long movies in the 90s at least an hour more than I thought I was getting when I started watching it.
1: And it's a good thing that you weren't disappointed because that can go two ways. You're like, sick, I get an hour more of this movie. Or you can go, oh, fuck, I have to watch
0: an hour more of this movie. Uh, Another thought, it's a damn shame that we really only, I think, only got Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum together on screen once because that's a great pairing.
1: That is a great pairing. This also lends itself to my not very hot take that Will Smith is like an excellent everything and a superstar of, of generations.
0: I'm sorry. You said he's an excellent everything and superstar of generations. Correct. <laughs> that's, I mean, I- that's what's on his business card.
1: It should be. I'm looking really quickly to see if there are any other, Movies Goldbloom. that feature them
0: both There's gotta be a website Where you can like type in Actors names And find out when they appeared If and when they appeared on screen together isn't, right?
1: Isn't it like Isn't there a website for Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon
0: Oh Well wouldn't That would only connect people to Kevin Bacon Or you're saying that, that connects all actors From all movies uh, I
1: think you can like
0: Hmm by the way, my last thing about that movie was that Will Smith kills an alien by punching it in the forehead. Will Smith is real strong. <laughs> is that when he says, welcome to Earth? Yeah, he opens he rips open the alien spaceship from the outside, which seems like either again, Will Smith is real strong or a design flaw on the, on it's a terrible, the part of the aliens. It's a terrible spaceship. Yeah. Like a, a human being can just open it from the outside with ease. And then also, how weak is your cranium that one, one Will Smith punch fucking kills this giant alien? I
1: mean, if my memory serves, that alien was already pretty fucked up.
0: No, he was he was wiggling all this shit at him coming out of the... I mean, maybe it was like a death but he, wiggle, but he was he was coming out the door at him. <laughs> and Will Smith wiggle. said, not today, motherfucker, and smacked him right in the forehead.
1: I'm pretty sure he said, welcome to Earth.
0: Well, said so he metaphorically said, not today, motherfucker, and then he literally said... Welcome Welcome to to Earth, Earth. bitch. I think that was the line. I uh,
1: I I think that alien had crashed its ship first, and it was already having a pretty bad day.
0: Oh, he had. But so, so, well, Will Smith ejected himself from his ship. It wasn't that bad of a landing mm -hmm. for the alien ship. And again, he had like all kinds of tentacles and shit flying out. He was, he was coming out hot.
1: Look, I'm just saying if I rolled my car, you know, off the freeway and I was like, I was in pretty bad shape, you know, and, and you just like came and like rolled up on me and <laughs> broke my window and just punched me in the face. Pat, pat. That might, it might be enough, man. It might be enough to just push me over the edge from, from living into non, uh. Uh, the Oracle of bacon at Oracle of does allow wow. you to connect different actors, and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum have a number of one with Independence Day, and that is the only connection we oh, have between yeah. the two of
0: them. Okay, so prime for both of them too in '97. Oh, at the at the absolute tippy top. I mean, Goldblum has been in his prime for at least like forty years now, but. I mean, I would he was, I would
1: argue Will Smith, uh, I mean, has continued to make great movies after the 90s as well.
0: I just meant appearance-wise. Oh. You're saying Jeff Goldblum's still pretty, is what you're saying. He just gets more and more handsome every year. Yeah.
1: He is a fashionable bastard, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. A fashionable yeah. bastard.
0: Anyway, what's brought you joy lately, Ryan? Um... I've been trying to sleep more
1: because I haven't been sleeping.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And man, you ever just like go to bed at nine o'clock and sleep for like 10 hours? <laughs> Most nights. Yes. Bro, that is some <laughs> special kind of fucking medicine.
0: Yeah, man. That's, uh, I, I sleep a lot. I, I'm usually good for, for about eight, but I, sometimes if I'm not doing anything at like nine, nine I'll just go to bed. That's sick, dude. I should get better at that. I'm not as good at that as I should be. Yeah. I had a couple of rough nights of sleep uh, between, well, last week, between my dog exploding and the <laughs> election and yeah. whatever else. He seems fine, by the way. Um, but I, I, I did the, like, <laughs> I was feeling a little weird and hadn't slept real well, and I did the, like, 930 NyQuil. Yeah, bud. <laughs> And then suddenly it was like 8 a.m. Time travel. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good 10 hours later and uh, a different day. It was lovely. And you felt fucking better. Yeah, I don't know what's in that shit, but two tablespoons of it will put a a grown man on his ass for 10 hours.
1: I had a professor that called it Witch's Brew and encouraged us to never
0: take it for the rest of our lives. It's got to be horrible for you based on the effects. Big time. That... That two tablespoons can have big time, but I survived. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're not supposed to like you know guzzle that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely not. Definitely not guzzle that <laughs> shit is for sure up there. But I think like it's yeah anything that just is like shh go to sleep is like probably not the best thing to be taking regularly.
0: Shit, anything that that's that is that color probably shouldn't go in your body. That purple stuff, or the green? The green is worse. Green? Did they still make that? Wasn't there like a green Nyquil? Bro, did your did your Nyquil expire in like two thousand and four? No, there's a green Nyquil. That's crazy. I don't remember that. I know one. there is. Fucking Google it, bro. Google me. Google <laughs> me, baby. Anyway, we we got maple syrup heists to talk about for real this week because <gasps> we did last week. Yeah, but do you and do now you want to shout out this? secret Santa thing first. Oh shit. We we've now spent a
1: reasonable amount of time talking about bullshit instead of an unreasonable time talking about bullshit, which means we get to talk about a grift today. (laughs) Hey, but do you know what isn't a grift? The fucking what if podcast secret Santa Uh, tight, tight, tight homie of the show and listener Jessica set up the, uh, set up the ability for all the listeners of the show to participate in one massive, well, we're not calling it a secret Santa. It's a sneaker, secret snowman. Is that cause, wait, why is that?
0: Hmm. Jessica
1: Does somebody, hates fat dudes. Wow. Damn, dude. That's <laughs> evil. Um, that's what
0: I'm assuming at least, I don't know,
1: No, but I, I think, um, I think people, maybe people are like st- are like trademarking secret Santa. I don't know what it is, but anyway, the company's called Elfster and they're going to allow us to do a massive. What if secret snowman gift exchange, you got to RSVP by November 16th, which means you only have like that's, five days. If you're starting to listen this coming to this Monday. on Wednesday. So uh yeah, Monday, November 16th is the last day to RSVP. If you want to participate, and send a little something-something to another listener and get something sent to you from another listener, then you got to go to bit.ly slash whatifelf. All one word. <laughs> bit.ly slash whatifelf. And that's what? where you what if elf? register and find out more deets on uh, how you're going to participate. And that's how you get assigned your person and where to send their nice thing. And I think Spencer and I are going to participate too. So a couple of y'all. I'm signing
0: up right now. What's that? I I just hit submit on mine. So somebody somebody send me some shit. I'm going to send you some shit.
1: All right. Do it. All right, bet. Uh, Let me do it too so we can both officially
0: say we're participating. I did not use our podcast email. So that one's available to you if you'd like.
1: I did not use our podcast email either.
0: Oh dip. Well someone else can sign up as high at, at, at whatifpodcast.com.
1: I should also say I think it might have been Amber's idea and Jessica's execution, which we always need ideas and execution. Facts. Um but yeah, anyway, bit.ly slash what if elf. Get your responses in by Monday. Uh, and then we'll send them by the end of November. And everybody will have a little fun thing to look forward to. Since boy, it hasn't been a year of looking forward to
0: fucking anything, you know. Oh, I'm gonna kill her! All right, Ryan. Yeah, buddy. Tell you, I'm gonna tell you a tale of the largest heist in Canadian history.
1: Bro, give me a good grift. I can't wait. (laughs) This
0: one is is one of my all time favorites. Uh,
1: Is this wait? Is this a what if you got away with it? Is this part of the what if you got away with it series?
0: Well, uh, it could be.
1: It's got to be, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, we, it's a heist.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fuck I don't yeah. remember if we t- we've done a couple of heists in the last like year or two. Did we title them that same way? I
1: think we did. I think everything that's All been right, a, cool. a, well, like a major crime has fallen into that category.
0: Tight. Don't let the vulture take it from major crimes, dude. We're both watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Bang bang! Right now, and there's so many sounders that I need to grab, but I've been too lazy to do it while I'm watching it. At night on the couch. So one of these days, I got a, I got a list of things I need to go grab from various Brooklyn Nine Nine episodes. You got to go grab. Anyway.
1: You got to go grab one hard smort for any every time we say something stupid.
0: <laughs> smort. <laughs> All right. Uh, some quick maple syrup background info, Ryan, because these are things that I did not know. I know literally nothing about maple story. syrup.
1: I don't really like sugar, so I don't even really eat it.
0: Well. When maple water or sap exits the tree, so like if, when you take sap out of the tree, it's only between two and four percent sugar. So you gotta take that shit and you gotta boil it, like reduce it down over and over and over again.
1: I did know this. I've seen um I've seen YouTube videos of the cats that create like the they're almost like above ground plumbing systems, and all yeah. these little pipes go to one giant kettle. And it's just constantly getting stirred and just boiling and boiling and just getting the water out.
0: Yes. So it comes out of the tree at like roughly three percent sugar. To be syrup, it has to be between sixty six and sixty nine percent sugar. So
1: what happens if it goes above sixty nine? Does it become something else?
0: It becomes something else. It's like a maple candy or a maple taffy oh, or a dip. Yeah. And if it it's below 66, it's apparently not shelf stable. That shit's fucking water. <laughs> no, it won't keep, I guess. No,
1: I'm just saying that's what the Canadians would say to you. They'd be like, "That shit's fucking oh. water. Get that out of my house."
0: <laughs> it's maple water. So, yeah, the Canadians take their maple syrup extremely seriously, which I thought was like just sort of a like a stereotype, but it is very factual. Oh, um, there's like a isn't
1: there like a fucking like a trade organization specifically related to maple
0: syrup? Yes. They like we're going to spend a prices lot prices and shit. We're going to spend a lot of time on that today. Yes.
1: <laughs> Sick.
0: Um, Canada produces more than 80% of the entire world's maple syrup. And 90% of that, 80% is produced in Quebec. Damn, so,
1: Quebec, getting after it.
0: Que- Quebec produces something like 77, 78% of the entire world's maple syrup. Wait, is Quebec just inside one
1: giant maple tree? <laughs>
0: I mean, sort <Sarda>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: of. just people just like putting a tap in their home wall and just like, hey, yes. syrup, let's
0: go. <laughs> que- Quebecs, Quebecians, Quebecos? Quebe- Quebecos? Mm. <laughs> Mm. we can't do this we can't do this to our Canadian friends
1: what are people from Quebec
0: called Keebler Elves they are Keebler Elves tree people um Uh, we'll go with Quebecos
1: Quebecers (laughs) no wait 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 okay in French it's Quebecois which is a fucking way
0: cooler Okay.
1: Or Quebec, Quebecoisie, I think. Ooh. But in English, it is Quebecer.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So the Quebecers make 77% of the world's maple syrup. That's wild. And it is controlled by the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers, which is that group you were just referring to. Dope. Um, they describe themselves as a government sanctioned private organization. That regulates the production and marketing of maple syrup in Quebec,
1: but they're really just a syrup cartel.
0: Other people have referred to them as a cartel. Oh, nailed it! A syndic, a syndicate, and a mafia. Damn, I fucking nailed it. So, some maple syrup uh, producers do not like the federation at all and think that they're um. I guess, abusing their power. So, since the 80s, all maple syrup producers have a, like, that provide product to the federation. Yep. Operate under, like, a collective, collectively bargained agreement to market their maple syrup. So, they create policies, uh, marketing strategy, they have a production quota every year, They do quota promotion. Yeah. So they they have like a certain amount that they release to the public every year, like release to distributors. And anything that's produced over that goes into their reserves. There are maple syrup reserves in Quebec housed in three different warehouses.
1: So it's literally OPEC, but for fucking
0: syrup instead of petroleum. But except. Uh, a barrel of maple syrup is1200 dollars instead of like <laughs> whatever a barrel of oil is like I don't know 40 these days uh, or no, something.
1: No, it's like fucking like 10 now.
0: Yeah, okay, so wait, it's like
1: wait, wait, wait 120 wait, wait. times. Did you just <laughs> say like a barrel times. of maple syrup is twelve hundred dollars? Correct. All right guys. well this has been the what if podcast. <laughs> it's been a really great time. We've enjoyed gonna, hanging out with you all. You' plant
0: some trees. Spencer
1: and I have a new job
0: now. Well, we got to get in with the federation, though, is the problem. So, since 2000, this federation of maple syrup producers has been the exclusive sales agent for bulk sales of maple syrup. So, if you want to sell bulk maple syrup, you have to go through them. In the country or in the world? I don't know. But they have, whether whether they are or are not, they control 77% of the world's maple syrup. So they are at least the exclusive bulk sales agent for that 77% of it. Got it. And it's all of it produced in Canada. And Canada produces like 80-some percent of the world's maple syrup. So... So, but really, though, what would prevent you and I from
1: buying, like, 30 acres up north and planting exclusively maple trees and waiting 15 years
0: and then... You would then have to sell it to the Federation. Even if we're in in the United States? uh, No, no, no.
1: Okay. Only if you're in Canada.
0: I believe so, yes. Got it, all right. Why other parts of the world don't produce maple syrup, I'm not sure. There are probably reasons climate-related, I'm guessing. Oh, sure. Um, But, like, the northeast corner of the U.S. produces the other, like, 20% of the world's maple syrup, pretty much. So, anyway, they're selling it for obscene prices, and the price of maple syrup has skyrocketed in in the last 30 years. Damn. But because they have quotas and reserves and because they control the flow of it, so to speak, an individual producer can only sell them so much in one year. And they're buying it at rates, obviously well below what they're then turning around and selling it for. So there are producers that for whom this arrangement does not work because they on their own believe they could produce much more And sell it at something closer to the market rate rather than selling it for a fraction of that to the Federation.
1: Right. Trying to cut out the middleman.
0: Yeah. People would like to, but they're like legally not allowed to in Canada. Right. There are 13,500 different maple syrup producers in Quebec. And they can sell, they're given quota to the Federation every year. Um, the Federation then like inspects it and grades it and they buy the stuff that's up to their standard. Bro. They release a certain amount every year to market and then they store the rest in warehouses, three different warehouses in Quebec.
1: I would love to see a, um, like a sommelier level fucking maple syrup testing by these cats when they're grading what comes in like, mm. Getting notes of fucking maple or
0: whatever. Well, I, I think there are grades too based on the color of it. Type. So like it's it's the taste to a degree, but also like there's you know light to dark and whatever. I don't. I mean maybe there's like maybe like with booze the aged aged maple syrup costs more cuz they're like they're stashing this stuff for years sometimes. So anyway, they then sell, the federation buys it from the suppliers, they sell it to distributors who then sell to stores where we buy it. And the price is stabilized because they only sell at one price and they control the vast majority of the product in the world. Which is for U.S. producers, great, because now they can sell at a much higher rate, right? Because the Federation has pushed these prices up and up and up. Sure. But if we live in upstate New York, we don't have to sell it to them, but we can still sell it for fucking 20 bucks a bottle or whatever it costs at the store. And make hella because a margin. Because that's what people have grown accustomed to paying for it, yeah. Producers in Canada, some of them fucking hate this situation, though for the reasons that we outlined, um, there's a episode of Dirty Money on the Netflix show about this. They do like a whole hour documentary on this Bro, federation. some of this was
1: sounding familiar and I was wondering why. I would, like could not put my finger on it and I have seen that episode of Dirty Money.
0: Okay, tight. So they talked to some uh, maple syrup producers who have tried to push back against the Federation over the years, um, and they have called it a, like I said earlier, a cartel, a syndicate, and one of them straight up called them the mafia. Bro. And as part of this arrangement with producers, uh, the Federation sends out inspectors to the production facilities from time to time just to, like, check up on how much is being produced, making sure it's, like, up to standard and whatever.
1: Sounds a lot to me like, hey, uh hey Ruben, the uh the deli didn't really uh produce as much money this week as it did last week. And I'm just kinda trying to wonder why, uh why we, we don't have our money, Ruben. I, I just need my money, <laughs> Ruben. I don't fucking understand. That's I came exactly I came here two weeks ago and you didn't have my money, Ruben. And now this week you don't have my money, Ruben, and I don't really know what we're gonna do if you don't have my money again next week.
0: <laughs> what the fuck is that, kid? <laughs> so in this dirty money episode They have footage of one of these inspectors showing up to a production facility and waiting for him are 50 producers, 50 maple syrup producers, refusing to let him onto the property and telling him just to fuck off. Damn. And they they catch audio of one of the maple syrup producers telling this dude, if you don't leave, you're going to wake up somewhere else.
1: (laughs) God, that's a great threat. (laughs)
0: also am i lying
1: (laughs) also a sounder we need for this show based on how many people wake up somewhere else
0: (laughs) it's not very clean in the uh, in the show otherwise i would have grabbed it but it's
1: great though it's great i mean it's terrible but it's great
0: you're gonna you're gonna wake up somewhere else um in 2000 there are three so the the federation uh some of the employees of the federation are also maple syrup producers in 2003, regional presidents of the federation had their sugar shacks, which is what they call the the place where they boil the syrup down. Adorable. Yeah. Um, three of them had their shacks burned down in the span of two weeks. That's (laughs) fucked up. That's fucked up. So they were never solved and no one was charged with anything. Um, But the speculation is that independent producers burned down three of these people's sugar shacks. It's fucked up, man. It's an awful nice tree. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. (laughs) Right? Um, So there's a lot of uh, animosity in both directions, it seems like. So they used to have just one reserve of all of this uh, excess maple syrup that was in Laurelville, quebec
1: one one warehouse as opposed to multiple
0: yeah and on average it held about 7.5 million gallons of maple syrup at any given time please hold are you doing math
1: well yeah
0: (laughs) what sort of math
1: because there's 42 liquid gallons in a traditional oil barrel. I don't know if it's the same size for maple syrup, but I would imagine it is.
0: It looks like they are. Yeah.
1: So 7. point You said 7.2 million? 7.5. 7.5 7, million. million 500,000. Divided by 42 gallons would give us the number of barrels. Sure. So sure. that's 178,571 barrels and you said they're worth $1,200 a piece. Yes. Sick.
0: (laughs) What's that math come out to?
1: Um, God damn. That is Uh $214,285,714 worth of goddamn pancake juice. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked,
0: bud. So yeah, they they had $200 million worth of maple syrup chilling in one warehouse. It's now housed in, in three different ones. Um, is that because the volume
1: is higher or because it's safer to put it in less than one spot so it doesn't all burn down and we ruin the world's reserves?
0: Right. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. But the second one makes sense.
1: Might I mean, be a little bit of both.
0: But after people start burning down processing plants and stealing maple syrup, it, it makes sense to spread out a little bit. Sure. So in, in 2012, our, our heist kicked off and an employee at the reserve was doing inventory of those however many thousands of barrels you said 100,000 barrels 178,000 and they have them stacked up you know it's a big old warehouse so they've got four or five six of these things stacked on top of each other sometimes sure and they have this big uh like forklift with a cool little specialized tool on it to pick them up and move them around a barrel catcher yeah sure um And they all have labels on them that I'm assuming tell you, like, when it was packaged and an inventory number and whatever. Right, right. So this guy doing inventory had to, like, to do the inventory, you actually have to climb up on the barrels to get to the top ones. Sure. And he reaches up to grab onto one and pulls it down because it's empty.
1: Oh, he's, like, using it as weight to climb up to the top, and there ain't no weight in it.
0: Right, because a 42-gallon big metal barrel is gonna weigh whatever enough to let you pull on it yeah you're talking about syrup too that shit's dense as hell exactly oh uh yeah a normal actually i had that in my notes a normal barrel weighs about 600 pounds so like uh, a grown-ass can man on use that yeah. to
1: climb up yeah
0: right so he climbs up there screws off the cap it's empty and then he starts checking more of the barrels around him and more of them are empty.
1: This is so great. And a lot of the
0: ones that aren't empty have water in them instead of syrup.
1: Water?
0: <laughs> so the syrup had been removed and replaced with water.
1: Bro, what do you... All right, never mind. I'm sure we'll get there. Carry on.
0: Well, go ahead. What's...
1: I'm just... How are you... You talking about multi layers up in a fucking pyramid ass stack of giant barrels uh-huh. and you're extracting syrup and putting water back in like the, the logistics yeah. of this are, I'm already very fascinated by.
0: <laughs> yep. So they called the, the Federation called the police um, at the time. They didn't have any security cameras. So they really didn't have much to go on because they had not counted on people stealing 600 barrel, 600 pound barrels of syrup. Right. And the Quebec police, along with the Royal Mounties and U.S. Customs start investigating.
1: God, Mounties is just the
0: funniest thing ever to me. (laughs) They questioned about 300 people, got 40 different search warrants. That's too many and arrested 17 different people Damn. who they were suspicious of being involved in this heist
1: that's crazy
0: after after they finished taking their inventory they were missing about 540,000 gallons of syrup it's 500 say that one more time 540,000 gallons were missing so, five hundred forty thousand gallons. You figuring out barrels again? Yep. So divide that by forty-two. Should give you twelve. Bro, thousand ish. They were What's the missing.
1: Number? No, you're right. Almost there, Twelve thousand eight hundred fifty-seven. They were missing twelve thousand barrels of syrup. Yes. <laughs> Twelve thousand barrels.
0: <laughs> Correct. Wait, uh, which is, is this? Hey, no, I'm sorry.
1: I, I'm sorry. I need to know. Are we talking? Yeah. This is this is. We have twelve thousand barrels in our warehouse that are full of water right now and should be full of syrup, or is this just like a combination of the water-filled ones and just straight up like they're not here?
0: So some are empty. Some are filled with water.
1: Which okay. First of all, you're just being sloppy. P-
0: well, I mean, it worked. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it worked until it didn't work. Uh, I don't think they were straight up missing any, or if they were, it was a very small number. So, so they that just comes had out- fucking empty. Oh, Jesus Christ, bro. This is,
1: this is $154 yes. million worth of their
0: syrup? Wait, we had to have done that math wrong. So... Yeah, that, I don't think that math is right. Um, oh,
1: it is wrong. Sorry, I put an extra zero on there.
0: It's, yeah, it should be like 13 to 15. It's $15, 15 million
1: there. Dollars worth of syrup.
0: Okay. Uh, this article I'm, re- I'm reading, which is, uh, well, I've combined them in my notes, but it's a combination of there's a Vanity Fair article, a National Post article, and then the sources that Wikipedia cited. Got it. Um, they have it at a street value of $13.4 million incredible street value (laughs) street value of maple syrup incredible yeah um it is the most valuable heist in the entire history of Canada and fucking of course it was maple syrup and it was maple syrup
1: I mean god bless us you know oh really quick we're gonna jump in here and tell you guys about better help
0: yeah Uh, If you're having a hard time, if you want to talk to somebody, you can go to betterhelp.com slash what if and they'll get you set up with your own professional counselor who can help you with anything from anxiety to depression to anger to sleep issues to whatever you might be dealing with. And uh, if whoever they set you up with, it is a licensed professional counselor, but if they're just for whatever reason, not a good fit, you can switch to a different counselor for free at any time.
1: Yeah. And not only uh, do you get hooked up digitally, but you can communicate digitally. You can do video conferencing, chatting, email, so you can interact with your professional licensed counselor on whatever medium uh, is best for you, for your life, your lifestyle, your Now your kids, your family, whatever it might be You can interact uh, through whatever makes it more convenient
0: for you to get the help that you want and need Yeah, so start taking charge of your mental health today by going to betterhelp.com slash what if You'll get 10% off your first month of therapy It's
1: betterhelp.com slash what if
0: Back to the heist So they had a hell of a time trying to figure out what happened because the product is not traceable in any way. It's fucking syrup. Like it might as once well be it's water. It's gone. It, it looks the same as any other syrup. Right. You don't have a serial number, you don't have any way to trace it once it once it leaves the facilities. Yeah. The barrels are marked, but you have all the barrels. They're just empty or filled with water. Like the one thing that you maybe could identify or trace is in your possession. It's a good grift, and bro. then Yeah, and then they weren't sure, like, s- who would have had access to it, who would have known, you know, how to pull it off, and then you're moving 12,000 barrels at 600 pounds each? Like, that's gonna take a shitload of time, and then you're loading up semis?
1: This... Okay, like, but this strikes me as something that like, it is- isn't like uh, we broke into a bank and cleaned out the jewels in a night. This strikes me as like uh, every three to four weeks we move got regular access, 40 for to sure. 50 barrels over the course yeah. of years. And because this is a pyramid of fucking tons of these things, we can just move some over here drain a few and refill them with water, set them in the middle of this fucking stack and put a bunch of barrels on top of it. And that shit's not going to really get released for years.
0: Yeah. So one of the first, but they also weren't sure because the Federation is the only bulk supplier of this stuff. They shouldn't really have been able to sell it to anyone. If you're selling barrels of maple syrup There's only one place that they could have come from. And so anyone buying it should know that they're buying stolen maple syrup. Hey, you know what would
1: be a great griff, though? If you stole that shit from the Federation and sold it back to the Federation as your own product (laughs) from your own place.
0: That might have been smarter, honestly.
1: And made money off it just by being like, yeah, uh... I don't know, production's high this year. Fucking
0: pay me, bro. (laughs) Inspect it. It's probably up to your standards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a feeling
0: it's going to be right in
1: line with your standards.
0: The thing they didn't account for, though, in the like, well, who who could you sell it to because everyone should know it's stolen, is that a lot of people fucking hate this federation, and they had no problem buying stolen shit despite the federation.
1: For sure. And also, like, in the line of snitches get stitches, like, bro, who's going to fucking rat on, like... Well, like, fuck your giant bank of maple syrup. We don't give a fuck about you. You already bought it from the farmers. You're not fucking over the farmers. You're fucking over this fucking... They already uh, have their money. Yeah, Yeah. you're fucking over the the Federation.
0: Yeah, who most of the producers think is fucking over the other producers. Sucks, yeah. so yeah.
1: That's why it would be such a good grift to sell that shit right so, back to them and then get to your money. But, bro, maybe that's what like, they were doing wh- in a circle. Just sell it, <laughs> steal it, <laughs> sell it back, steal it again.
0: Eventually the, the Federation's going to be like, our warehouses are full. We don't have anywhere else to put it. <laughs> These trees are going crazy. <laughs> we only had a three-week growing season this year, and production's up 600%. Well, Where are we going to put it all? Hot damn. It turns out 70% of this is water. <laughs> and the other 30's air. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, you, fuck us, and fuck you, too. <laughs> Got them buying new warehouses and shit. <laughs> Just to store water and air. <laughs> Just to store empty that would
1: barrels.
0: Be so good. <laughs> So, one of the first, like, breaks in the case that eventually led them to finding the people responsible...
1: Oh, sad.
0: Yeah, they did eventually get caught. Sorry, spoiler. Um, It's the only reason we know about all this shit, though. So, the barrels that had been emptied had dents on them from the forklift, meaning that they were using a different forklift than the one designed to move the barrels. They were using something else that just sort of, like, squished the sides of it when they picked it up. So all the barrels that had been emptied out had the same like denting and scraping on them. Mm. So they were able to identify what type of forklift would have made those marks and then went to every place in Quebec that rents that type of forklift. Damn. And eventually found that one of the guys they were already suspicious of had rented a forklift that exact type of forklift from one of these places, one of these rental spots. Bollocks. Yeah. So they eventually narrowed it down to two main guys, uh, Avik Karone and Richard uh, Valliere. V-A-L-L-I-E-R-E-S. So they came up with this system. Uh, Valier had uh, Nope Okay Avic Caron was basically the inside guy So they had like an inside guy And then a dude who was gonna sell the shit mm. Avik Caron got had it. Yeah He had access because his spouse Owned the warehouse That the federation was renting Oh wow That's interesting so he had regular after hours access to the warehouse because his wife owned the building well okay so he found (laughs) who was like yeah I'll go sell this shit I can find people to buy this you've got an unlimited supply of this shit that sells for 1200 bucks a a barrel let's go bricks (laughs) Um, fools got bricks (laughs) <laughs> there were a few other people involved that we'll get to in a minute. Um, I
1: love, bro. I love just really quickly. I love the, the idea of just like, hey baby, can I can I borrow your keys? <laughs> right.
0: What? Well, I mean she the, she wasn't ever charged with anything, so I don't think she knew.
1: But it's her warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. He's just like, hey baby, can I borrow your your keys for? for the, what do you need to? They got um. There's I need a light light bulbs. There's light bulbs in the warehouse. I need to get a couple of extra light bulbs.
0: Okay. I mean, you just make a you just make a copy of the key and don't tell her or something, right? Like I don't know.
1: I like I like my version better of him just very badly trying to. <laughs> grift you go his Go pick wife. her up from
0: work and and prop the back door open when you when you leave. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, she probably wasn't. If you own the building, like she probably was very rarely there. I'm guessing this has got to just be like a copy of a key or like a yeah
1: it's the only is learning that the, only the alarm thing? code like kind of thing this entire warehouse was
0: dedicated to was the maple syrup yes okay because they had thousand hundred thousand barrels of it
1: yeah as soon as I gave them the key on day one, I'd be like, cool give me that shit back when you're done storing two hundred yeah, ex- million dollars worth of product in it
0: exactly so there there were eventually four people char five people nope four people charged um one of them is Raymond Valliere, Richard's dad, who during the trial said, quote, stealing from thieves is not stealing.
1: I love it. Robin Hood ass motherfucker, <laughs> bro. I love it.
0: Right. He's like, the Federation is doing something that should be illegal, but they've made it legal. Fuck those guys. I'm just taking back our shit.
1: Not even mad about it. I'm not even mad about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Avi Caron and Richard Valier were the main dudes. Their system was to load up so they would pull up a truck to the warehouse, use a forklift, and just fill the truck with barrels, then go dump the syrup at a separate location into other containers, then replace the barrels. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were actually different barrels, so because it would take too long to dump the barrels fill it with water bring them back put them back in place mm. they had separate barrels that they had painted to look the same as the federation barrels yeah. and had also like made forgeries of the label that they put on them i love it it's a good so they show up with they'd show up with a truck full of empty barrels load them into the warehouse Take a bunch of barrels full of maple syrup, load them into the truck, and then go dump the maple syrup into these big, like, whatever, 500-gallon containers. Tight. Um, They had another warehouse across town where they stashed all this stuff and then repackaged the syrup to sell to other distributors.
1: Hey, uh, yeah, everything looks good in the lease agreement here. Just,
0: uh, what are you going to be using the warehouse for? (laughs)
1: Nothing. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> they had buyers. They had black market maple syrup buyers in the United States, Germany, and Japan. Hell they yeah. were moving this shit across oceans. Hell yeah, bro.
1: God <laughs> bless. This again, you know what? I say this every time we talk about a good grift. It doesn't hurt anybody. Nobody actually got hurt.
0: Right. It's just I mean, stealing well, from... Some people's pockets, yeah. Yeah, but stealing from
1: people who are shitty,
0: (laughs) which isn't stealing. According according (laughs) to... Stealing from people that some people believe to be shitty, yes.
1: Which isn't stealing, according to our friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) According to Raymond.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not stealing. Um, So yeah, they were running this shit across the border into the U.S. and then had a, a buyer in Germany and a buyer in Japan. They... The third guy in their operation was, uh, Sebastian Jutras. I'm, these are all French names that I'm certainly not pronouncing right. Sure. He was their transport guy. So he was a trucker who was running all this shit. Um, he claims that he knew he was moving maple syrup, but he didn't know that it was stolen. Also, in his interview in the Dirty Money episode, he does not sound at, at all convincing. <laughs> He's basically like, oh, yeah, no, I, I didn't know. I, I I, knew it was syrup. That's kind of that's dumb because to me,
1: that's like the best excuse you could possibly have. He's like, hey, I'm a trucker, and they told me to move this syrup from here to there. I knew they had multiple warehouses. I didn't know shit else. I was just yeah, moving syrup they, back and forth.
0: They also eventually had cell phone records from the multiple burner phones that these guys all had. Come on, guys! <laughs> sloppy, you're being sloppy. They formed, dude. They formed this entire plan at a fucking truck uh, truck stop, and they just bought a gang of burner phones and would switch them out every few weeks. I mean, yeah, no, I fucking love it.
1: It's not, a, it's not a how, but how are they, how are they getting the burners? What do you mean? how are they getting how are they tapping the burners if they were swapping burners every multiple weeks
0: oh how did the government find out i don't know um or maybe they just got like the last the last one you know
1: when they actually had the burners once they arrested these guys right
0: right right um so they took let's see uh okay so overall they took about 3000 tons of syrup and only about four 450 tons of it was actually recovered cool and most and most of that had to be destroyed because it was stuff that couldn't be sold in the condition it was in because once you've used your fucking homemade ass storage facility it's a fucking probably gotta sell that shit pretty quick yeah. yeah and it sounds like they were doing this over like years probably it's not super clear
1: yeah that's that was going to be my next nice question was like is there a timeline for how long they did this for
0: i couldn't find when it started just that it ended in 2012 but i mean if you're how many barrels can you fit in a truck it can't be more than like
1: 50 a, or 100 100 yeah
0: and they took a hundred thousand so like you're doing even if you're doing a run every night, you're doing this for a couple of years.
1: Yeah. To get, to get through 12,000 barrels or wait, what did we say? The barrels was damn I
0: closed It was four. No, it was like, it was closer to, or no. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah. Like 12, some 12 to 13,000. Yeah. So that, that my math is wrong then. Cause if you're loading up, let's say you're loading a hundred at a time
1: we talking about, we're saying 12,000 only, barrels is the number?
0: Yeah. So if you're doing, so then you're 12, only looking at like 120 different runs.
1: And maybe, and maybe you do two runs in a night if you're going to be thieving because you're like, all right, this will be better if we just do two
0: in a night. So it could have been, could have been months, not years, I guess. Um, but it also could
1: have been spread out. I mean, if they were smart, they would have done this shit like do one, one month and then wait six well, weeks and then do one and, and wait gotta, six
0: weeks. You got to sell it too. And so... Right, it's so much more dangerous if you're sitting on a shitload of product. Right. And you probably can't move it all at once. Like, this has got to be multiple sales happening. Right. Anyway, so they only got, like, 20% of it back. Um, We don't exactly know how much money they made off of it. Um, Only, like, the value of what they stole should have been but the sebastian the the trucker guy um said he twice like he was the usually he was not delivering or receiving or receiving payment he was just like dropping shit off somewhere but the two times he did receive payment for this delivery once it was at least 200,000 dollars he said in a shoebox of cash you love to see it and the other time, it was what he said, quote, a brick of $100 bills in a plastic bag that must have been at least $100,000.
1: Bro, I can't wait until I count my paychecks with must have been <laughs> put any amount here. Well,
0: well, so he wasn't counting it because he was just delivering it back to uh, Valier, But so he's looking at a bag oh, of money and saying it's like, what was paid
1: for it that he had to bring back not his correct. paycheck got it, got it got it
0: got it no but he said that he personally as the driver made more than five hundred thousand dollars in the time that they were running this scheme that's a lot of money if you're paying your driver half a mil you are making some serious money off of this shit. a lot of money and we can kind of estimate How much they might have gotten away with based on the fines that Valier and Caron got hit with. Uh So they eventually uh, arrested five or they arrested 17 people. Five of them actually went to trial. Valier, who was the dude actually selling the shit, got eight years in prison. Ugh. Plus a $9.4 million fine. Oh, no. So they think he took at least nine mil. I'm assuming is what that means. And his eight-year sentence becomes 14 if he can't pay the fine. Say that one more time. So he got sentenced to eight years plus a $9 million fine. If he can't pay the $9 million fine, his eight-year sentence becomes 14. So they tack on six extra years if you can't pay the fine.
1: Oh, bro. If I'm doing fucking eight years in prison, I'm staying in for six more years to keep my $9 million. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yeah. Assuming he has that somewhere that he can access it 14 years from now, you don't, you, you it, don't, you're saying you do, you do six years in exchange for nine million if you're already doing eight.
1: Hey. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hell Fair yeah, enough. bro. That
0: calculation's gonna be different for everyone, but I mean, I'm look, sure, listen. I'm sure you're not alone in that take. Also,
1: look, I don't know much about Canada, but Canadian prison can't be that bad, can it?
0: <laughs> Based on <laughs> oh, I mean what, uh, what you in for, eh? <laughs> Based on what the trailer park boys has taught me, it's pretty Whoa, it's pretty you chill. can't punch a moose, bud. There are friends. <laughs> Apparently, they've got great weed in Canadian jail, according to the Trailer Park Boys. I mean, um, they've got they've got street hockey games in the yard. Seems pretty good. Um, I'm trying to find. Okay, so, like, huh? I'm trying to
1: find uh, an investment appreciation calculator. Oh, for because I want to know where that if nine we, million so might have been sitting we, for 14 gave, years. All right. You, his his original sentence was eight years. Yes. Alright, so I know this isn't true, but I'm gonna do it anyway. He 9.4 was what he had to put back in. Canadian, but yeah. So what's we'll called called? 9.4. I think if, our dollars. If he put zero dollars in. Too different from theirs now. No tax rate. We're not talking about taxes. We're not talking about inflation either. Fuck inflation. <laughs> Bro, all right. See, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. This guy, <laughs> if he just straight up invested in the market for 8 years, all of his money, which of course he didn't cuz he probably blew it on some dumb wild shit and went to like
0: Also, it's probably not super easy to invest 9 million cash somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's going to raise raise some red flags, I would think. I mean, probably. But, I mean, fuck it, you're
1: But fuck it. Let's just let's presume that he was able to invest that money and just sit in jail. That money's worth fucking sixteen million once you leave jail.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he didn't because if he did, then they would have seized it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Suppose, but, uh, but in in that case, it, by that math though, you should do you invest it. You take the eight years, you pay the nine million. And then you pocket the like four that you've made during the time. You walk time. out
1: with the fucking in, the compound interest, the simple interest, and the investment capital that you made off the money while it was just sitting in the market.
0: Right. You'd be like, okay, on the last day of the eighth year, I'll pay that fine.
1: Yeah. And, my, and I'll still <laughs> no, have that fucking be seven suspicious million dollars <laughs> in my bank account each shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'd be terrible criminals. Um okay, the so Valier, Valier's dad, who was convicted of possession. It's illegal to possess Federation syrup it's and he was holding some, I guess. Fucked up. Um Caron, who was the the insider, basically. The trucker guy got eight months um and no fine, although he said he made five hundred thousand. So eight months in Canadian jail for five hundred K. And then Bro. Uh in a, a heartbeat, fifth
1: man. Th- like you wouldn't even th- you wouldn't have to ask me twice. <laughs>
0: A fifth dude named I don't even know how to say his first name. Etienne E T I E N N E Saint Pierre. Etienne, Etienne who, yeah, I think that's right. Etienne Saint Pierre. Um he was a maple syrup distributor or reseller, not in Quebec. He was in New Brunswick, who they believe was likely the first step in getting this shit out of Quebec. And into Japan or whatever. And to wherever wherever else it ended up. Yeah, into the U.S. Most likely through this dude. But so he was in New Brunswick and he was buying shit from Valier. Went to trial and was not convicted of anything because he basically just said, like, first of all, in New Brunswick, we don't give a shit about your Quebec Federation. You can't do anything to us. Ooh. It's not illegal for me to have this stuff. Interesting. And yes, it's illegal for me to buy it. Because it's stolen, but not if I had no idea. I was just buying syrup from a dude. Yeah. And then what I do with it from there is legal because it's legal for me to possess possess as much maple syrup as I want in New Brunswick. Right, right, right. So that dude, it seems pretty clear he knew he was fucking over the Federation because he's another like, yeah, fuck this whole maple OPEC thing. Sure, But managed to do it in a way that didn't implicate him in anything illegal directly. It's a great grift. It's a great grift. I mean, that dude probably made tons of money because his supply of maple syrup just suddenly like quintupled. The thing that didn't have to pay any fines or go to jail. The thing that's fucked up about the
1: fees related to market value shit is you're not selling it for market value when you're selling it black market because a, you got more middlemen and B the reason that it's black market is because people are buying maple syrup in vast quantities for less money than they could buy it for elsewhere. So yeah, technically would somebody in Japan pay a million dollars for a vast quantity of maple syrup? Yeah, but they would pay a million dollars if they could get it from this trade organization directly the reason if, that yeah. they're gonna give you money for your black market ass maple syrup is because they don't have cheaper. to pay a million dollars right. for it. And you gotta pay also, the middleman like, in between that ferried it there. So by the time the people who actually stole it get paid, they're not making that same million dollars at all.
0: No. But also your product is free. <laughs> so That's true. You're making you you're no making cost. some real money.
1: But I'm just saying But yeah, these if, fines
0: these fines. But the fine should be more than what you actually made, right? Because if if it's not, then there's no mm. there's no incentive not to. You know, the fine's got to be more than what you made.
1: I think of the fine as recouping the monetary value lost by the business to return it to them, and the punishment being that you spent time in prison.
0: E- sure, yeah, and actually, uh, there is different reporting. Um, in a couple different spots One place said that St. Pierre the dude in New Brunswick who Was buying it uh, Was not char- or was not convicted of anything Another spot said he got two years house arrest And a million dollar fine mm. So I don't know which of those is accurate mm. Maybe it was like appealed or something But um, So they must have thought He made a significant Amount of money if there was at some point A, a million dollar fine Assigned to him um also one last thing about the whole black market syrup market um in 2014 so these guys this happened in 2012 they weren't convicted until like it was years later it was like 27 yeah Valier was convicted or sentenced in 2017 and this like whole investigation kicked off in 2012 but in a in a 2014 interview with the police Valier said he had been buying and selling on Quebec's maple syrup, black market for at least 10 years. And it had, had previous run-ins with the Federation.
1: Wow. He's out here just ready to turn over instantly. He's like, bro, I do this. I know all the players you want to, well, you want to talk deals? So Let's the, go. Part
0: of the reason they went to him right away with this investigation was like, they knew he had been doing this shit before, but basically couldn't prove it. Right. And this time, they're like, got too big for your britches. We're going to actually pin you with something. Sure. But dude has been running Black Market Maple Syrup for a decade. Love it. (laughs) It's a good grift. It's a good (laughs) grift. Uh, God bless. There's there's one woman in the Dirty Money episode who's an independent maple syrup producer in Quebec or Canada somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the last quotes from her is something like "They've managed to make most drugs illegal or like sorry they've managed to make most drugs legal, but for some reason maple syrup is still illegal sure, just being like one of these dudes got hit with possession of maple syrup right. that's fucking crazy you are it holding comes out a tr- boiled tree sap, fuck you yeah it's it's sugar that comes out of a tree. Right. Like <laughs> is it illegal to own a maple tree? I could potentially tap it. I scoop some off with my finger. I'm a criminal. <laughs> Come and get me. Also jail.
1: Also jail. Believe it or not, straight to jail. <laughs> just just out of nowhere, a fucking Mountie comes and just fucking punches you in the back Ooh. of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when a mounty whoop whoops, does the horse make the noise or does the mounty make the noise? Where does
0: the whoop whoop come from? <laughs> for, for for Canadians uh, a horse neigh it, it, they has the same they have the same reaction that we do to the whoop whoop. Or maybe the whoop whoop is a eh. <laughs> <laughs> they have the same <laughs> the reaction we have to see in the, the cherries and berries in your in your rear view yep, mirror, yep. they have the same reaction to seeing horse ears behind oh, them
1: Oh totally, man. <laughs> A nay and a a a and and a fucking and a and a clip clop clip clop or like a gallop and you're like oh fuck, have to get got,
0: run, run. Anyway, that's the great maple syrup heist off. I wish they'd got away with it because that's a good grift,
1: The damn good grift.
0: <laughs> I mean, some of them did to varying degrees. Trucker guy made half a mil and spent a couple months in jail. Right. New Brunswick guy. Pay to maybe paid a fine right right really one one guy got totally dicked and is doing the next decade in jail but also he'd been doing it for 10 years prior so let's he got away with it for 10 years before he got caught hey
1: let's let's pay him a little money when he gets out of jail to tell us how he did it all <laughs> hey bro you probably hard up right now after all your fines come on our podcast and tell us how you
0: grifted all this maple syrup <laughs> we'll have him write a We'll, we'll commission his uh if I did it. Hey, there we go. Perfect. His <laughs> if I did it novel. And we get to read it. We're the we're the the audio narrators for the for the book. The exclusive audio book is on our podcast. Let's go. We out here buying book rights with our Patreon money. You're,
1: speaking of which, <laughs> if you want to listen to twice the podcast, go to patreon.com slash what if podcast. You get two episodes a week. Uh, Every single month for only five bucks a month Plus access to a back catalog of over a hundred episodes of the show We're at What If Pod on all the socials That's where you can find us Go do that Um, iTunes reviews are helpful to us Uh, We've been getting some nice ones Keep it up If y'all want to head over to iTunes and give us a review That would be dope Uh, Go to bit.ly Slash what if elf that's bit.ly slash what if elf if you want to go uh, participate in our secret Santa, secret snowman, hang, jamma lama, ding dong. That's how to do that. I don't know much
0: else. There it is. We'll see you next week. Love you very much. Love y'all. Goodbye. Bye.